I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so excited to have our next guest here. We have Ken McKenzie here, who is the founder of an incredible brand called Fresh Victor. If you have not heard of it, you are going to be out of your mind excited when you hear about the convenience, but also the taste of Fresh Victor. So Ken knows a thing or two about craft cocktails, having spent years in the spirits industry and recognizing what truly messes up a nice drink. So he decided to create the magic. And the premium cold-pressed juice mixers, which is called Fresh Victor, that allow you to get out from behind the bar and back to the party. I love that saying that I saw on their website. After creating those delicious craft cocktails that everyone is going to be talking about for weeks. So I can't wait to have you experience Fresh Victor, but also hear the backstory because it's so incredible from an incredible entrepreneur and founder, uh, Ken McKenzie. So without further ado, welcome, Ken. Thank you. so. What a wonderful and warm introduction. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm very excited to have you on, and I really do believe in your product, and it's uh, it's an incredible uh, taste, but like I said, the convenience of it, I mean, everybody wants people talking about their cocktails when they come over to their house for a barbecue. They're like, what did you do? And you can say, oh, I squeezed lime and uh, jalapeno and everything else for you. So very, very exciting. But before we get into speaking about the rest of your journey. I'd love to hear like what were the early years for you? I talked about the spirits industry, but what was Ken doing before founding Fresh Victor? Yeah, so it's actually a love story. I I, I ended up falling in love with a girl here in Northern California and she was finishing up school. And after she had finished, she went home to Guadalajara, Mexico. And so I ended up getting a plane ticket and following her down there. And at the time, I was really quite honestly just looking for a reason to be there, to stay. Um, Looking at investment opportunities or something that I could do that would kind of add value or be different than what other people were were doing. I didn't want to enter, necessarily enter into a saturated space, if you will. And from an investment standpoint, I was always taught, you know, isn't somebody already probably doing it? Mm-hmm. And aren't they doing it better than you can? And so, you know, I, I wasn't checking a whole lot of boxes because as I was looking around, it's such a warm and, you know, just fascinating culture down there. It, it's really different. People are extremely welcoming, first and foremost. But when I looked to my right and I looked to my left, it was a lot of art and jewelry mm-hmm. and textiles and electronics and all these things that had been done 
and we're currently being done uh, well um, and, all, you know, a fair amount of innovation. And for, so for me, I really tried to identify what I could be passionate about. And from that standpoint, you know, what my wife and I really had in common was we, we love culinary arts. We love, you know, really unique things that can be created in, in that way. And the one space that was so prevalent there, but not so much here or in Europe or Asia or anywhere else, was true, truly 100% agave tequila. Hmm. I mean, the Epicurean spirit, the, the, the real essence of Mexico or of Jalisco. And what I found very quickly was I was not informed. And so, you know, I went through all of the very puerile, you know, type of questions of worm in the bottle, Cuerva, you know, all the things that people looked at me horrified, like, what, what did he just say? Yeah. And I realized there was a whole world that I had no idea even existed. Um, much more like cognac, um, much more high end and things that weren't visible when I'd come back home to the San Francisco Bay Area. So I was fascinated by that. And I was lucky enough that her family knew all the right people. And I was able to get a, a very fast, uh, not only education, but understanding of the differences between Mexico and the United States. Hmm. And they're prodigious. You know, Mexico is very much a cash-based society of what can you do for me today now? Whereas the U.S. is, hey, let's talk about performance for five years and credit and, you know, getting a, re a true partnership or brand going. And so by identifying kind of some of those differences, I found myself, you know, kind of vertically integrated into this space that, you know, the previous year I knew very little about. And as, you know, I started uncovering opportunities, eventually what ended up happening was us, my wife and I importing our own tequila brands, which was a tremendous, you know, experience and which lasted about 15 or 20 years. Um, and to correlate that to, you know, where we are today, one thing that was always prevalent when I was doing uh, distributor meetings for tequila or account meetings, whether they were for restaurants or bars or, you know, anywhere else was always, you know, how do you make the best cocktails? Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, I missed most of my, the, the dinner parties that my wife and I have between 2002 and 2010, because I was just behind the bar the entire evening, mm -hmm. you know, squeezing fresh limes, adding agave nectar and water and, you know, making drinks to order, if you will. And uh, one of the things that we had thought about quite a bit was how do you, how do you capture this lightning or how do you capture this in a singular bottle? Mm-hmm. How do you make it easier for like an operator that's operating a casino or a nightclub or a restaurant or a bar or for somebody at home that's just having people dinner guests over or, you know, by the pool on a Saturday afternoon? And I found that I didn't have a good answer mm -hmm. at all. People kept asking me, but I kept saying, you make it from scratch. You know, you take that four minutes or five minutes that it takes to really make a good cocktail. So that's kind of where... Um, in 2008, 2009, we had uh, created our first uh, fresh mixer brand and noticed that there was a real practical application for that everywhere we went. And it became a real sense of 
not only pride, I think that, you know, with tequila, we were so proud of the tequilas we did and, you know, the quality that we were able to provide. But with this, it seemed to be so much more of a broad market opportunity hmm. that with fresh product like this, if you're making, you know, a prickly pear and pomegranate or, you know, a jalapeno lime or uh, pineapple and ginger or whatever you're doing, it really didn't matter anymore. If you were drinking tequila, vodka, rum, gin, whiskey, champagne for mimosas, beer for micheladas, or if you even wanted to go the other direction, you could use water for agua fresca or sparkling water for just a really low cal soft drink because we don't use any preservatives. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. 
Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. So interesting. Well, I totally got your brand from the minute our mutual friend Lori Walks introduced us. So when did Fresh Victor actually start? So it was something that we had been working on since since about 2014. Um, And believe it or not, you would think, hey, this seems fairly elementary or perhaps, you know, I could, I could get this right. It's only four ingredients for, you know, the Mexican mm-hmm. lime and agave. It's a lot like baking mm-hmm. is what I found. Yeah. If the ingredients, if the measurements of said ingredients are off in any way, shape or form, the pH, whether it's acidity or bricks or anything else, it throws off the whole thing. And so even though it doesn't seem so complicated uh, by the nature of what it is, it really took quite a while, A, to figure out the correct balances and formulations, especially to titrate up to like a larger production run. Um, But B, um, and more importantly, uh, we wanted to do this right, the right way out of the gate. And the right way for us is to do a refrigerated fresh product. And people don't do that very much anymore in the U.S. They, mm-hmm. they just, you, I mean, I'm shocked at how many people had actually said, is there any way you can possibly make this shelf stable, please? Yeah. Well. It's I'm, a- I'm not that surprised, uh, given sort of where I've been in the industry. Um, but it, yeah, it's, uh, I think so many people have gone to, uh, in that direction, particularly stores or restaurants, right? And some of the those channels of distribution. Yeah, and, it, and, and it's a great channel. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it at all. There's a, a, a ton of great product out there that's shelf-stable. The, the, the thing I, I think that 
I've always really strived for is to have a unique brand positioning. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can only come from kind of genesis or inception. Um, And to do it, you know, to kind of keep to doing what you actually want to achieve or your end goal. And so for us, it really was to create something refrigerated. And that actually became somewhat of an issue because we had to find, you know, the right circumstances in order to do it the way we wanted to do it. And so we actually launched Fresh Victor March of 2017. Interesting, because you were still trying to play around with exactly how to make the best available option. So what was the what was the SKU that you actually launched with? We actually launched originally with five SKUs, but the one that we led with is called Mexican Lime and Agave. And as you, you may imagine from the title, with fresh lime and agave, you can do so many different things with that. I mean, the things that come right off the top of my head are margaritas and daiquiris, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. instantly. But it's such a fragrant and unique, you know, uh, product offering that what we found was there was so much more practical application beyond that. What I like about it is it's easy for the consumer to understand. And so the default almost inevitably to margaritas, which is absolutely fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. But you could use it for other things, including non-alcoholic drinks as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that is still kind of the, one of the hero skews where people can definitely understand, oh, this is what I would use it for. A thousand percent. I'd say that, you know, whenever you have something like this, you want kind of the champion sitting on the very top of the pyramid And this is what I feel gets us the initial attention because people understand it so well. And then once they try it, inevitably, they'll say, what else do you have? What what else have you created? And that's the fun part of letting them ski down that mountain and figure it out for themselves. I love it. So where did the name come from? You know, it's really interesting um, that the name facet, when you look at a brand positioning or you look at how you want to telegraph your product to uh, whether it's buyers on premise or consumers off premise, you really want something that's catchy that they'll understand right away. And these days in 2023, you know, one of the biggest things is what claims are you actually making to the consumer? Mm -hmm. And so I got personally really frustrated because I thought, since, you know, we're fresh, we're all natural, we're preservative free, we're non-GMO, we're kosher, we're all these awesome things that I could just rattle it off and list them all. And what counsel had said is, no, please don't do that. Don't do that. And Mm -hmm. if, if you're really proud of your product, that's the first thing you want to do. And so not that we got into an embroglio, but we certainly got into a difference of opinion about how we wanted to um, introduce this product to market. And one of the things that was really impressed upon me is we really don't want you to write on the bottle all natural. Well, but it is all natural. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Anybody can, you know, call you out on that and say, hey, your version of all natural not, might not be my version of all natural. So we really had to think about, you know, okay, that, that seems like a real loss here considering what we're doing. But then we thought about, you know, within the context of the title, what if the first word's fresh? That's exactly what we are. Mm -hmm. They had no problem with that. It's part of a title. 
And that's exactly what I wanted to convey to everybody. Evoke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is the first word you see, fresh. You know, I want something fresh. I want to serve something fresh. And then victor is almost like a victory. I mean, you're winning here. You're, you're buying something fresh. You're serving something fresh. You could be proud of what you're serving. No, I love it. So great. So I've seen a ton of continued growth, not only in the craft cocktail industry, but also mocktails. And mm-hmm. you touched on this. You can use your product for mocktails as well or low alcoholic cocktails. Where do you see that? that category going? I mean, you're, you're sort of in the thick of it right now. I mean, how do you, uh, how do you see that growing in, in the future? I think nowhere but up. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I really believe that. Um, my children innately almost, it, it's, it's the most unique thing in the world. We had growing up, you know, back in the 70s and 80s for me, there, there was a real prevalent cocktail culture. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a throwback to my grandparents and my great grandparents. And there was just this whole thing post prohibition as far as understanding what spirits were, understanding what that, you know, the martinis tools by the bar. And with kids these days, it, it's, it's really interesting. Like my, my kids drink water. They ask for water. Mm-hmm. They didn't gravitate towards soft drinks. They didn't gravitate towards any. They're they're really health healthy and health health conscious driven. Um, there's a real movement um, for uh, cocktails. Yes, Epicurean cocktails for sure. But the mocktail and low alcohol movement is definitely here to stay. I'm getting asked more and more for mocktail alternatives for whole menus, mm-hmm. for hotels, for restaurants. For different ways to use our product, whether you're just cutting it with water for fresh agua fresca in volume or whether you're making, you know, more complex mocktails using non-alcoholic spirits, using sparkling water or club soda, using soft drinks or even teas in order to blend them together to make something more complex, which is really cool to me. I think it's a great application. No, it's definitely see the same trend. So how do you currently go to market and how do you see maybe that evolving? I think that's a great question because I think that we're going to see a lot of evolution with this. Um, How we're currently going to market or, you know, how we did from inception was really being placed in kind of the wine and spirits aisle or category. Mm -hmm. Um, and so oftentimes it was the spirits buyers bringing us in to complement their portfolio, or I would even say creating a halo effect over their spirits portfolio to say, hey, have you seen this stuff? It's fresh. It's preservative free. It goes with anything. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what's in your shopping cart, vodka, mm-hmm. rum, gin, tequila, whiskey, whatever you want, it goes with this stuff. And that's a really good way to enter into that market space to be able to say, hey, you can really pair this with anything that you like best or anything that you already have in your liquor cabinet. But then we see kind of this whole new ocean that's coming up on the horizon of how can I use this in a completely different way? Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to see secondary placements in the marketplace, like in produce or in the juice aisle, or, you know, anywhere else where it's basically saying, hey, if you, this can be adapted to not only a healthy lifestyle, but you don't necessarily need to be drinking alcohol to enjoy 
fresh victor. And I think we'll continue to see more and more of that over time. I love it. So you're available nationwide, obviously through direct-to-consumer. What's the biggest channel for you right now? Biggest channel for us right now is on-premise. So it's Mm -hmm. restaurants, casinos, hotels, resorts, you know, these sorts of places that serve it on the property. I really try to kind of laser focus on markets that we want to lay a foundation so we that influence the other markets. And so we're kind of hyper-focused right now on California, Las Vegas, Texas, and Florida mm-hmm. are really big cocktail markets. Um, and so for, for the most part, although, you know, we're certainly servicing other markets, um, we really try to al- align ourselves with hotel groups or resorts or places where you can find Fresh Victor being utilized for a lot of the cocktails or poolside cocktails, or you're able to enjoy it and ask, hey, where can I get that outside of this establishment? That's great. So you're able to use a lot of your previous experience and connections to be able to do this. Obviously, don't have the same barriers with shipping um, that maybe uh, some of the spirits uh <laughs> Had so your your pals back from your former days are probably just salivating at uh, all of the opportunity that you have to be able to um, grow in a in a great way. So uh, being an entrepreneur is super tough. How do you stay motivated? Right, like you're working with other brands in the past that are growing their brands, and you know obviously you're making their connections and getting people in, but now you're like the buck stops with you, right? You've got to like, how do you explain what you're doing to people? Uh, What do you do with the no's that come about? Uh, You know, how do you get back up again? Like how, how do you stay motivated to just keep moving forward? I think as as cliche as it sounds is you, you really have to love what you do. You you, mm-hmm. you have to believe in it you, wholeheartedly. Like you, re- I have to wake up on Monday like it's Saturday. Like I, I, you know, all the days are the same to me because, in a lot of ways, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Right? You you just referenced this. You know, as as much as I miss the day day in and day out with just tequila, tequila, tequila. This is a product that my kids can enjoy. Mm-hmm. My family's ten thousand percent behind. I love all the people I work with. It's just a tremendous group of people. And we're all incredibly passionate about this because it's a product we can be truly proud of. And so every time I pitch the product, I feel like it's the first time I'm pitching it. I love it. You know, and I think actors or anybody else must go through that this when they do things in repetition where they're doing a play or something and it's the same thing over and over and over again. And you think, man, this gets really tiring. If you really believe in what you're saying, and the other part of this is when you really watch the person across the table from you experience it for the first time, mm-hmm. that really you know puts a lot of fuel to the fire for me. I, I love experiencing that and seeing the fee- the the feedback. The nose will come for you know a myriad of different reasons. You, you know, hey, the, it, I'm out of product review, or it's not the right time because they just reprinted menus, or you know whatever. Um, I would get a lot more discouraged if that no was coupled by, I don't understand it. I don't like yeah. it. I don't get it. Then I'd go, oh, well, you know, 
we're going to hit a brick wall. It's never that. It, it's always like, wow, this is, you know, amazing, but let's re- revisit in a while. Um, so it's, it's really easy for me, especially with this product and to what you referenced a little bit earlier here. The one thing I don't miss about tequila is the regulations around it. You know, mm-hmm. all I felt so handcuffed and I stayed so far away from DTC with tequila because it's something you just don't want to get involved with or touch. And with this product, it has practical application anywhere. And it's, it's really easy to uh, present to people. That's awesome. What is the barrier then for most of your accounts that you're going to? I mean, people get it, right? They probably tell you all kinds of stories about how, uh, you know, they always try and create, uh, you know, they squeeze their own limes or whatever it is that that they share with you, all of their stories about mixing different cocktails up. And I'm sure you hear that over and over again. But what is the barrier then? Because I would imagine that, you know, they say, oh, we can just do this ourselves." But it, you and I had talked about this, it's cost savings, right? That when they start to think about and labor shortages, you've got to have people who are going to create all of uh, the great stuff that you do. It's not impossible to do it, but it's just hard and it's expensive. And and so a product like yours comes in and it definitely is creating a lot of those savings, but it also allows them to um, focus on the rest of their business, I guess is the best way to say it. it consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I always found, and I'm sure that y- you may have as well as, as you were trying out different new places. If you find a place that you really love, I would, as a sweeping generalization, find that the bartender on Monday didn't make the exact same drink that the bartender on Saturday made. Mm-hmm. You know, one's a professional bartender that's been doing it 30 years. The other guy's a college kid that just wants to get home and mm-hmm. is trying to get through the shift. And so the problem when you're using fresh ingredients and you have variables is everybody can interpret those variables differently, especially Mm -hmm. quantity wise. And what an establishment wants from both an operational, you know, cost saving basis, as well as a customer satisfaction basis is what you're serving is consistently the same all the time. You're just nailing it seven days a week, shift to shift. And what we can really offer is these base ingredients, like, you know, you take your citrus or you take your mint or your ginger or whatever, where happen, you know, your strawberry or whatever we're using for our mixers is going to be exactly on point the same way each and every time, each time somebody pours it. And then all you have to do is add the liquor uh-huh. or the champagne or the, you know, wh- whatever you're adding to it. And so from... That basis, you know, you can not only eliminate some of your distribution channels because you don't have to touch as many distributors, you're able to really get a foundation or a platform where everybody's doing things the same way for an exact per uh, poor cost point. And that's a beautiful thing. So you've scaled a number of different companies uh, and uh, help scale a number of different companies. Is there a formula for success for companies? Like how do, how do you, like if, if somebody wants to start a company, you'd say, okay, you got to, what are those things? You got to have a great product or service. 
you've got to have the right margins. You've got to have the right team. Um, like, what am I missing? I mean, what are the things that are really, really critical? That magic algebraic formula yeah. <laughs> that you can just emulate over and over again. You know, one thing I learned at a young age, um, watching people do this, is that you really have to have some somebody passionate championing the cause. Mm-hmm. Once it goes, that champion or that passion goes away, you're, it's just a vortex. It's, it's just going to collapse upon itself. You, you, mm-hmm. you have to be just driven. And so, yes, from a variable standpoint, I, I definitely think that you need a product that has quality that you love and, you know, the, these good things that you could be really passionate about. You also try to, if you can at all, have some sort of distinct points of difference from others. It's just not a me too product, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be eight points of difference. But if yeah. you can have a couple, it's really nice to start a conversation. And then you need to have the the right team. You know, I, I've seen teams implode on themselves because there's egos involved or because they have separate missions that they're going after or whatever else. If you can have your team all working on the same page with that passion and, you know, championing said cause, you're really going to see uh, some incredible gains. Um, and people will enjoy working with you because they'll feel that y- you really have a love for what you're doing. And that first and foremost will get you that attention. And then, you know, scaling. I think that one thing I also learned at a younger age is you never want to take an investor's money to learn, mm-hmm. right? The, the learnings are costly. Yep. They have to occur because there's no way that, you know, whatever you're doing, you got to make sure that you, you, you dial it in. But you want to make sure that you do that on your dime, that you do that on your with your resources so you can really figure out, okay, this is where we fit into the marketplace. Now I really need fuel for that rocket ship so we can just scale exactly what we're doing and emulate the successes over and over and over again. And if you can get to that stage where you're just scaling what's already working, you're going to be in a pretty good spot each and every time. So which is tougher, spirits or the... Uh Mixer market. (laughs) Oh, man. They've both caused me to want to go to sleep at three or four in the afternoon. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, if you were, if you had asked me that five years ago, I probably each and every day would have said spirits by far, like Mm -hmm. absolutely spirits. Uh, Spirits is a tough business to be in. But what I will say, you know, um, refrigerated products are very difficult when you're dealing with code dates mm-hmm. and you're dealing with third-party distribution and you're you're dealing with logistics, you know, getting mm-hmm. it to other parts of the country. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really lucky. I mean, I consider myself very fortunate to have the team that I have that really specializes in these aspects because it would drive me just absolutely nuts. Um, and it did for years w- when I started this. Uh, so I, I would have to say, you know, from a saturation standpoint, spirits, anybody that's getting into the spirits business these days is a brave soul uh, in the sense yeah. that there's a lot of tequilas, a lot of vodkas, a lot of rooms, you know, you, it, it, it's a huge ocean to be sw- swimming in. With the refrigerated thing, 
you're going to have a lot of barriers to entry with a lot of accounts and distributors and uh, warehouses telling you this is going to be a difficult, difficult thing to scale. Yep. And you have to be able to get through that initial time period of, I'd even say the first couple of years where you're figuring out, hey, how does this work best? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I... <laughs> I would say that's a coin toss, which is more yeah. difficult. Yeah. And it's definitely challenging. I've had, we've had a number of guests from different industries that have had to deal with, you know, the only thing harder than than refrigerated is frozen, right? It's like, I mean, we've we've talked to a number of people who uh have had popsicles and lots of different uh things. And it's hard. It's hard. It's it's really, it's really, really tough. And I I agree with you that there's a, um, you know, dealing with third-party logistics, trying to, when we had a short shelf life with Hint in the beginning, we, um, you know, trying to get people to actually, uh, different distributors move it to the front versus actually restocking their supply and putting the old stuff in the back. And then they, you get chargebacks. And I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's really, really challenging. So, and, uh, you know, you can't be everywhere. So it's, you've got to deal with all of those headaches along the way for sure. So super, super interesting, but okay. So last question, best advice you can uh, remember that you've ever gotten in, in business or, or in life as you've been building out these businesses uh, when you've talked to other entrepreneurs, like, you know, what do you need to remind yourself on those really challenging days? Uh, to keep moving forward. You're going to hear a lot of different suggestions from a lot of different people along the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an idea of what you're doing wrong and how you can do it better. And if you do it the right way out of the gate in your, in your heart and your mind, if you have actually created something that you're completely on board with that you think, Hey, I love this and I know it can work if I can figure out the variables we've discussed. Stick to what you believe in. Really stick to what you believe in because you can get pulled into 500 different directions. And the more you get pulled in said directions, the more fragmented you'll be, the less focus you'll have. You have to stick and and be focused. And even if you're just dealing with a singular geography, Hey, I just want to see if this works in the Bay Area. Make it work in the Bay Area. Make it work in Northern California, then Southern California, and then spread it out from there. But don't pander to what other people are saying. Take take good advice. And, mm-hmm. and if you believe that good advice, adjust accordingly. But don't follow the next shiny idea because what will end up happening is you just won't have the same product that you started with. And then what did you do it for in the first place? Yeah, it's absolutely key. So I love that. That is so powerful, seriously. And I think that that is, you know, people get think like, oh, I've got to take this piece of advice because that person's got lots of experience. They, uh, but everybody's path is different too. And at the end of the day, you've got to figure it out for yourself. Trust your gut. Um, along the way. But I, I think that that is 
super great advice. So, well, thank you so much, Ken. Everyone needs to try Fresh Victor if you have not tried it. We'll have all the info uh, for you and for the company in the show notes too. But I really appreciate you coming on today, Ken, and good luck with everything. It's such a great product. I'm I'm uh, serious. If if anyone has not uh, tried it, you definitely have to order on their website. Uh, and as Ken mentioned, it's in lots of restaurants now, and it's getting into more and more stores as well. So thank you again, Ken. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It was such a great pleasure to see you. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023. And goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.